Welcome to Mindfully Integrative Podcast with your host, Dr. Damaris G. Mindfully Integrative is a podcast discussing ways toward mindfully incorporating integrative health into our lives. This podcast will have informative resources, fun topics, interviews, and discussions relatable for today with a true mindful perspective in a mind-body holistic life approach. Hello. This is Dr. Damaris Maria Grossman, and thank you again for joining in on the Mindfully Integrative podcast. And I just wanted to let you know of our upcoming events and things. So if you want to know and reach out, our resources and our membership is opening soon. So check out mindfullyintegrative.com for more fun and more info. Thanks so much and talk with you soon. Hi, how are you? This is Dr. Damaris Maria Grossman, and this is the Mindfully Integrative Show. And today we have an amazing guest. This is Dr. Kelly Kessler. She is a physical therapist, and she specializes in chronic pain and helping those with eating disorders. Um, She is a mom and a physical therapist, as I said, and she's here to kind of talk to her voice and opinion and um, view in integrative health and how she kind of transitioned. So hi, how are you? How's it Good. Going? Thank you so much for having me on. I'm looking forward to having this chat. Yeah. I really appreciate your time and your knowledge that people Absolutely. need to know more about you. Yes. So yeah. So yeah. Thank you for the introduction. Yeah, so, so yes, I am, I am a quick fact. I always say the fun facts for everybody. So what's a little fun fact people may not know about you. Um, hmm. uh, I'm trying to think, I, I have done five half marathons and, uh, five triathlons and, um, I've played field hockey throughout like my whole adult life. So, oh my goodness. Yeah. So I tried field hockey when I was in high school, Mm -hmm. I I think I was like an epic fail. I was more of a runner. (laughs) That's funny. Um, I've not, I've done only like I used to be pretty athletic and then I like slowly Mm -hmm. transitioned out, but that's great. Triathletes and, and, uh, so you're definitely a high achiever. Yes. Yes, I am. Yeah. I did my Are you last one last year. Active like that, even with little one, you said your mom too. I'm still doing yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I've, uh, you know, took a little time off obviously when he was little and then, and got right back into it. And I did a triathlon last year and I'm pregnant now, so I can't do it right now, but I, my plan is to get back into it after I have this one. Oh, wow. Congrats. I wish I, I, Thanks. sometimes I'm like, all right, I'm going to get motivated. I'm going to get mm-hmm. motivated to do that. <laughs> Yeah, it's enjoyable. Yeah, it's definitely a commitment for sure. So yeah, we'll see how I it is. I barely get my workouts in daily. So I'm like, okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's it's a lot. <laughs> you do what you can. That's, that's awesome. exactly. Yep. That's it. So let's talk about you and kind of like your physical therapy journey or just, you know, in general before that. Like you obviously went into physical therapy, you know, to help people. And, and what exactly kind of transitioned you? Like what? you're a physical therapist now, but what was it before that, you know, before you went into the healthcare field, you're like, all right, I want to go into health and help people. What happened? And then when did you transition into something else? Sure. Yeah. So, um, I got my undergrad in exercise science. I've always been, uh, involved and interested in the human body and, and what it's capable of. And, um, you know, very one more general when I was my bachelor's and then, um, <clears throat> later on went into my master's and, I got a master's in kinesiology and sports psychology. So I'm really interested in the mind and body connection. I've always been fascinated with, you know, how can we optimize what we're doing, whether it's athletics or just generalized health. So that that's always been very interesting to me. And um, particularly, I, I did a lot of research then on eating disorders and how the, um, 
uh, behaviors of eating disorders then relate to compulsive exercise. So that was really what I focused on there. And that's very interesting to me because I've had a personal struggle with that. So um, that's always been very fascinating to me. And I worked in the field for quite some time, did some personal training, coaching, um, a whole bunch of different things and uh, you know, exercise physiologist. And um, it just didn't, didn't really kind of hit for me. So then I decided to go back and get my doctorate in physical therapy. And um, that really allowed me to have just a very holistic approach as far as the human body and understand it even, even further. So um, I worked in the corporate world for several years and um, did that full time for a while. And then again, just didn't feel quite where I needed to be. And so I opened my own practice in 2020 and um, really have, you know, dove into it. And now my, um, what I do now is I help women who have had a history of eating disorders, but still have residual physical effects, um, chronic pain, anything that's going on in their body, I help them learn how to regulate their nervous system and achieve relief from that. So that's That's where I'm at now. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah. It's been, it's been wonderful. And, and, you know, like I said, I had my own personal struggle with an eating disorder and chronic back pain. So it's been amazing to even just see my own journey from where I was in a really tough place to now being able to help people who are in that place. I I mean, that takes a lot of courage and that a lot of like you know, sitting with your stuff and your things to kind of overcome and that's important. And then, you know, now you're trying to change the perspective of others or not even change perspective, just help them grow from where they're at. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Because, you know, like, like I said, when I was going through that, you know, you, you get into a place where you're questioning, is there hope to ever have a better existence? Is this, you know, I was going through that in my twenties and I'm like, if I'm experiencing all this in my twenties, what does my future hold? And I remember just sitting on that and, and really feeling very sad that, you know, this is, I felt like there was no hope to ever progress and get better and have a good quality of life and do all the things I enjoy and want to eventually have, like have a family and everything. And uh, so I remember being in that place where I was questioning if I could ever improve. And now looking back, it's, it's an amazing journey where I'm like, wow, there, there is so much hope. And if I can instill that in people who maybe are where I was, you know, 10, 15 years ago, that that's really what I want to do. That's hope is a big word. And it's like, Mm -hmm. it's something people need, you know, Mm -hmm. to hear or be part of because they, they are, they feel hopeless or they feel tired or alone. Right. Right. Trying to kind of guide them to like, you're not alone, Mm -hmm. you know, things in that nature, especially with eating disorders, what control, not control a lot of Mm -hmm. issues with that. So there's a lot of um, underlying things that come up with it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, and hope is just the belief in that there's a a possibility of change. And, and that's really what it is, because I think, especially with the the clientele I work with, you know, eating disorders and chronic pain, they've been through the the medical gamut and they've, they've had a lot of things that have, you know, quote unquote failed or didn't work for them or have not given them a relief. So a lot of them are in tough places where they feel like, is there hope? And so um, it, it's really important to, again, reinstill that. Yeah. I do a lot of work in the uh, stress transformation, like the stress mm-hmm. transformation, I call it more in that mm-hmm. sense. And and then the trauma, uh, trauma area. And I feel like there's yeah. a lot of patterns of pain and it's mm-hmm. just, it's that constant conversation of, you know, trying to get people to change that pattern and, and, and work on some of it. And I, I can, 
relate to you. It can be quite challenging how our body holds on a lot of it. Um, how, what has been your, um, like any like clients or that you've had recently that have been like changed significantly or that you kind of help prolong, you know, help them. Um, yeah. So I have a, I have a one woman I'm not currently working with her, but, um, I worked with her in the past and she had, um, about four autoimmune disorders that kind of were sparked up after a slew of different things that happened in her life. And, um, she was a very productive person, um, had her own business and everything. And then after that, it really took a toll on her. So she couldn't do what she was doing physically in extreme pain. Um, you know, having difficulty, even just standing, walking, doing daily activities. And, and she's not older. She's a younger woman. And, um, so worked with her and, uh, she's just come so far in her mindset and that because when I first started with her, she was just in a really tough place thinking like, Mm -hmm. I'll never, ever get better. I've never had relief. I've done, you know, she could list probably for hours, everything she's been through that didn't really work out for her or made her feel worse. So for her, it was a big transition where she started having trouble just doing one stand from a chair and she ended up doing multiple and being able to walk around her house and, and having relief from pain in, in many moments and more consistent relief from pain. So she's come quite a long way from where she was. Um, not that she's, you know, hundred percent healed and cured and everything. It's not, not realistic there, but the amazing thing is that she has the tools that she needs now for when she has flare ups and she has difficult times, she knows exactly what she needs to do. And she's just so much more empowered in her own responsibility and, and ability to heal and help herself. That's really, I think the most amazing thing. That's important. Mm -hmm. That's so important. I feel like people really do need to kind of like, you know, connect it and, and, and get into Mm -hmm. that conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, and you also have a podcast too, right? I do. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. It's called rewiring health. Yeah. So yeah, I interview a lot of, um, practitioners that help women with eating disorders and then have a lot of different topics on there, um, in regards the chronic pain and just understanding it better. That's awesome. Yeah. It's so, it's a, it's a complex conversation because it's, you know, energetically and and physically and mentally, it all kind of, you know, Mm -hmm. has these moments of uh, collection. Um, I can imagine that's a, that you're tackling something pretty big, you know, you're a physical therapist Mm -hmm. and you're tackling something emotional and psychological, Mm -hmm. but realizing the, I think it's a, big deal because what you're identifying and saying to people is the mind body are connected. You know, I'm a physical therapist, Mm -hmm. but Hey, I mean, I, I talk quite the gut and the brain there. They talk to each other all the time (laughs) and we have trouble, you know, and it's like, if we don't have those conversations, it's like, because, you know, I was saying with the, you know, the chronic pain and the stress transformation, it's like, it all comes down to the gut and the brain and people like laugh at us. I'm like, no, no Mm -hmm. facts. Yeah. And it it is so cliche, but knowledge is power. And the more you know about your body and how it works, the less uh, fear inciting it becomes because you're like, oh, this is just how my body is working. It's actually doing what it's supposed to. And unless you know that you don't, you don't realize that it's not your enemy. It's actually advocating for you, but we just need to retrain it to do it in a way that is beneficial and, and adaptive. Right. And, and, and learning those signals and the awareness and, you know, just 
getting it out there for individuals mm-hmm. and for yourself. I mean, I don't know how long was your journey when you were trying to transition to, you know, before you were helping others, how long did it, you feel it took you? Yeah. So I had my eating disorder for probably about six or six to seven years in the thick of it, where it just consumed my life. I did nothing but, you know, fixate on calories and getting yeah, rid of yeah. them in, in yeah, many yeah. Different means. And then um, I would say my mid twenties is when I felt like I had some kind of uh, transition in my mindset. Again, it's never a linear journey. It's always, you have your ups and downs there, but um, I felt like it didn't completely consume me. And then there was definitely overlap between where I started having chronic pain. And I would say, I think I had the chronic pain looking back. I think I had the chronic pain while I was going through the eating disorder, but my eating disorder consumed Overcame. so much of my brain. It, 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 it trumped the, the pain. Yeah. 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 Right. You don't realize how much well, pain you're, you're, you're trying to numb it with an eating, like an eating disorder is a, uh, you know, a form of numbing, you know, people do drugs. It's, it's addictive, you know, in some way, you know, your yeah. body's trying to numb that. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I think yeah. when I started healing from the eating disorder, you're trying disorder, to numb the pain. You probably don't even realize you have the pain. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like when you're in a better mindset with the eating disorder, you realize, wow, now I have this like chronic pain that now is like the the new battle I had to tackle. So, I mean, I went through years with chronic back pain and, and used a lot of the strategies I had learned, you know, in PT school, but I was going at it strictly from like a mechanical orthopedic approach. Mm -hmm. And that was really the transition where I realized this isn't working and I need to address the nervous system. And that really was what was game-changing for me and recognizing that it's the nervous system that is the root cause of this pain. And, and unless I address that, there's going to be no relief and, and doing that and implementing that was really the game changer for me. Well, I'm, I'm so glad you kind of found that. I mean, I, I found it through yoga therapy. I did mm-hmm. a lot of breath work and yoga therapy in it, and I can totally understand where you're coming from on that end, because it's like, the power and the breath, it's like, oh my goodness, why did I not know that? And you just don't know, but now you can help out. You're helping so many other people. Yeah. I yeah. feel like it was like a 10 year journey on my end. I don't know for mm-hmm. you, but oh, it just took forever. And time. then, you know, yeah. and then now I tell people it's just a work in progress. Yeah. That's it. It's yeah. It's just being a little bit better end, than you were right? yesterday. You're, you want to be <laughs> 90 and happy. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. You're just, as long as you're moving in the right direction, that's success, you know? So yeah, nothing happens overnight, but yeah, it's just having the right tools and, and calming your own self from feeling like you're never going to get out of this is really crucial. What, um, inspired you to kind of get past some of this? I mean, obviously you're helping people now and you're in a great mm-hmm. place and a mom, and, but where was the kind of the turning point for you? Cause obviously yeah. you were in a lot of pain, you were struggling what kind of got you to see the light? I mean, I had some moments of clarity, but it took a while to get there for me. I don't know how it was it for you. Yeah, it's, it was the same. I mean, I, you know, there were definitely moments where I'm like, what am I doing? But it, it just consumes you. Like for anyone who's gone through an eating disorder, you just know that your, your whole life revolves around that. And there's things that, you know, for someone who's not going through it are, are very important and maybe would trump those things. But when you're going through an eating disorder, that is literally what you fixate on. So nothing matters unless that eating disorder is kind of taken care of or, or, you know, uh, utilized. So for me, um, I can remember back in a moment where like, you know, I, I remember a moment specifically during my eating disorder where I had, you know, eaten I, my typical, my type of eating disorder was I would restrict binge and then purge through compulsive exercise and also vomiting. So that that's what I did. And I remember specifically, I had eaten excessively like bags of chocolate chips. And it, and 
I had vomited multiple times. I just remember sitting on the floor and just like shaking and being like, what am I doing? You know, like I just felt scared because my heart was pounding out of my chest and yeah, I'm in my twenties. And I'm like, if I keep doing this, I am not going to have a great future for myself. And it was just like fear. And I'm like, I don't want to feel like this. And, and not that I knew how to get out of that at that moment, but it was more of like, this is not how I want my future to play out. And um, I feel like that was kind of like that pivotal moment and at least allowed me to have some little grip at the bottom of that very dark hole to realize that I needed to do something differently. And um, I would say from that moment on, I just started doing very small steps oh, in yeah. their direction. Very small. Yeah. I call them yeah. employees, but whatever they, they, whatever you want to call it. That's it. Yeah. And, and it took years little, from that play every day, you get one little step, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, not celebrating could. successes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the little successes every day. All right. <laughs> yeah. So you had water, you had two more cups. Okay. Yep. I'm yeah. Gonna... For me, it was like you exercise <laughs> a minute less than you normally do or something like that, like very small successes. And then just trying to go easy on myself, but yeah, years of ups and downs of like, of oh, I'm doing good. And then I would go back and like I said, it's never linear, but it, it at least was in the right direction from that point on. So and, and you've, you know, you've come a long way and, and you're aware of where you're aware of your body and how it's triggered, you know, and has mm-hmm. its moments or, and now you can teach other people about it, which is so mm-hmm. important, you know, absolutely it's like constantly having that conversation. Like you said, you learn the mechanics of PT. Mm-hmm. Like I learned mm-hmm. the mechanics as an NP and as a nurse, but mm-hmm. like, there were so many parts that like, what, this isn't yeah. fixing this yes. you're understanding. This isn't fixing that person or helping mm-hmm. them. So now exactly. you, you know, you had to find another way. You just have yeah, to. that's it. And that, it's all about, yeah, just adapting and, and, and changing things. And it's, it's the same thing when I work with people, like there's not one, you know, thing that is going to work for everybody. It's about teaching someone to learn about themselves and be their best advocate and know how they can utilize tools to help themselves. And, and that's really what it's about is it's just empowering people to figure out how they can help themselves in a way and structuring and giving community support to do that. That's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love it. Um, was there anyone that inspired you or like you had, um, that helped you through this or any mentors or anything that kind of got you? Um, yeah. So I, at the time, or like my family or, or friend support. Yeah, I had friend support. Um, I, I wouldn't necessarily call it a mentor, but I had, um, when I was going through the thick, my eating disorder, I was very secretive, told nobody. It was very much like I was hiding behind my athletic persona. So everyone thought I was just very dedicated and, uh, you know, I would be praised for how much I would exercise that I was doing. So no one really knew the extent of why I was doing that or what was going on internally. So I was very secretive, but, um, I would say towards the end of my eating disorder, I disclosed to a close friend what I was doing and she was very, very supportive and just really just sat and allowed me to, to speak my, my truth. And that was really, um, amazing. Cause that was the first person I felt like I had as a support system and very non-judgmental and, um, just let me know she was there for me. So that, that really made a big difference as far as, um, helping me kind of step out of that. But, um, I would say I, other than that, I really didn't have much of a support system at that time. So that really was a struggle. Oh. Um, and, and it's more, you know, I don't blame anyone. That's more my fault. I did not disclose that to anybody at that time. Yeah, so yeah, exactly. But um, I, I would say I got into reading a lot and I I read a lot of books and I feel like that was very empowering just to give myself a different perspective. And I, I continue to do that. I'm always reading 
right things and the knowledge oh I, I couldn't i could not agree with you more i definitely mm-hmm. am i'm in i'm in my um uh, ifm functional medicine um training mm-hmm. about a year left and uh yeah it's like you're always trying to see how you can empower yourself so that you can help yes. empower patients mm-hmm. and yourself you know a combination of and I, I agree. I think sometimes reading and understanding that now we can advocate for other people. So yes. Yeah. That personal growth is just, it's a game changer. Yeah. And it helps. It helps us kind of get through the other things, you know, mm-hmm. everybody. exactly. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly. Um, so would you like to, um, leave a little like way that people can reach you? I mean, what's your website and how can they get to you? Sure. Yeah. So my website is optimalyouhealthandwellness.com. And I'm also on social media under uh, Dr. Kelly Kessler, all one word on in Instagram and uh, TikTok. Uh, you can also find me on Facebook um, slash Optimal You Health Wellness. Oh, awesome. And um, would you like to leave the audience, uh, those listening and on with one of your mindful tips for the day? Sure. Yeah. I, I think the big thing, um, just first thing that comes to mind is, is just really be aware of your environment and what you allow around yourself and setting boundaries is, is absolutely crucial in that. And so, um, just be aware of what's influencing you. And if it's a negative people, negative energy or news stories or, or anything that's really pulling you down, you know, just be cognizant of when you hear that, how does it make you feel? And then if it's not, in the direction that you want to progress, really try to, to limit your exposure because that for me was a really big game changer. And I didn't realize how sensitive I was to some of those energies around me. And when I started setting more strong boundaries that really allowed me to direct my energy in something that was beneficial to myself. You know, so that, thank you. You're welcome. And I really appreciate you being on the show today. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Is there anything else you'd like to add before we go? Um, uh, in the next month, I'm actually going to be uh, launching my course. It's called eating disorder pain solution. So, oh, um, wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. So if there's anyone who's going through that, um, you know, I, I think there's just a lot of value in that. So very excited about that. That's very exciting. Cool. Mm-hmm. I definitely want, you know, especially those that need it and, or maybe they know of someone, you know, that yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. It's necessary. Absolutely. You know, people are um, finding addictions in some manner and, and they're and eating is one aspect that it's just, you bring up so much strong points that, you know, and you can help so many individuals out there. Thank, so thank you. you again for being on the show. Absolutely. And thank you very much. And thank you guys for listening. Um, I appreciate the time and thanks again. And make sure that each and every day you find a mindful way. Have a great day or whatever it is for you. Thanks for listening to Mindfully Integrative with Dr. Damaris G. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode. If you enjoyed our show, support us by leaving a mindful review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite streaming site. If you would like to be a guest of our show or interview, email us at info at If you want to learn more about the resources mentioned in the podcast, you can find those in the show notes. To connect mindfully with Dr. Damaris G, reach her at www.damarismaria.com or connect via social media links. We appreciate your time connecting here with us. May your strength and peace within bring you more balance every day. Namaste.